going on, party people? And welcome to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at The Whatnots. Today is Saturday, February 6th, 2021. And coming up on today's show, Google Stadia has shut down their internal game studios. Who, 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 who didn't see that one? Humming. Uh, Embracer Group is acquiring Gearbox. And last but not least, there are new details on Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We'll get to all of that and more in just a sec. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Ignacio Rojas. Hey, yo. And Gino Viteri. What's up, my good friends? And Alan Busby. Hello, hello. I'm back from the dead from dying in Demon Souls. (laughs) There you go. Resurrected. Just Resurrected. a podcast with us here. Phantom, you've died. You must return to the Nexus. Indeed. You must go back to the bonfire. The first time not, I... The first do not time, pass go. The first time I died in Demon's Souls, the whole game uninstalled. I don't know how that happened. Wow. <laughs> you know. raged co-co-co-it that bad. He was just like, just uninstall it! <laughs> it the game knew you weren't going to be able to do it, so I was like, I'm just going to install him. I'm just going to see myself out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a... That was good of them to do such a thing. So, good for me. Good stuff. How are you guys doing? What's what's been going on in the world of you guys? It's snowing. <laughs> it sucks. It's cold yeah, it, outside. It, it, it's still it's still snowing. Yeah, I saw you in the Discord, Alan, saying that you wanted to get some food, but I did. I yeah. did. I don't. I. Uh, I. It was. Uh, fun. Kyle's comment was funny because he was like, "Have you ever heard of cooking?" Yeah, I, you know what? You know what? So the funny, the funny story about that really quick is like I went out that morning to go get fast food instead of going to the store because I was lazy and I was not feeling the store. What fast food and before you? I, I got McDonald's because it's like right next to where I live. I know it's right yeah. next to where I live. That's true. I have one right next to me. And so I got hungry later on. You know, now it's it's been like it's been like six hours. So I was like, well, shit, I gotta go get food again. And I wanted fast food. I was like, damn, but it was so cold this morning and it was still snowing. So I looked outside and there was snow on my car again. I was like, dude, I don't want to do this again. So then I was kind of stuck of like, I'm hungry. My stomach's growling, but I need food. But I want to brush my car off and I want to drive anywhere because the roads suck. And you would think I'd cook, but in a past experience, spoiler here, I am... without explaining it i burned broccoli and also ruined uh, ruined a pan (laughs) oh man (laughs) so i don't actually have a normal actual saucepan to uh make food in except we have like the really really tiny uh pan that you can barely fit two cups of water in and i made pasta in that pan and i had egg one (laughs) pretty much so i had to constantly keep stirring pasta so the milk and stuff wouldn't boil over the edge of this pan because the pain was so small, but said, I made pasta, so we survived. You said milk? You put milk in the pot with the pasta? Yeah. That's so it, interesting. It's boxed. It's boxed. It's boxed pasta. You know, I, did, I, don't have, I didn't go to the store to make stuff to make homemade pasta. I bought the box pasta, but so it requires wait, milk. Wait, were you just making pasta, or was it, it was just? Something? It was just It was just pasta. It was, and you put milk in it? Yes. With sauce, you, get, you made some sort of sauce? No, it. I told you it's I mean, the box pasta. Yeah, because it comes if you were making, packet. 
There are some sauces you keep that saying you would... pasta, but you're not saying like yeah. what was this are mac you... and cheese? Was this yeah, spaghetti? Was... was this oh, like it... <laughs> what is it? It was uh, it was broccoli cheddar pasta. Oh, uh, wait. See, okay. uh, that's, broccoli that's cheddar what, macaroni? I, what I was saying. Like milk would go good with some like cheesy pasta. Yeah, yeah. broccoli cheddar. Yeah, you, you just use water. I, hold on. I mean, okay. if you if if you're broccoli making cheddar. just straight up pasta, you just need water and salt. But exactly. if you're making some sauce, yeah, then you would add. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, the sauce, I, you know, some, I, well, that meat. that part wasn't important. The important part was I needed some food. No, hold on, that to part survive. is important, Alan. So you're getting <laughs> us all riled up here. Um, th- this is this craft or or something? Because when you say uh, pasta, is... there's you know there's bow tie pasta, there's rigatoni, uh... there's spaghetti. Like what? Did you have you had macaroni? Is it from scratch or it's, from it's a kind box? of like it's kind of like spiral shell pasta. The it's not pastaroni. It's not the pastaroni brand. Then. This is craft. No, it's it, no, it's not craft. It comes no. in the little. It comes in the bag. Uh, are, are we talking about it, just the just the pasta, scratch pasta? <laughs> right. or, no, this or is, is not just... scratch pasta. This is not scratch pasta. Yeah, it's not scratch pasta. I made it from a box. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, it, and the box yeah. says yeah. milk. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, the, okay, all the ingredients was was one third one and one third cup of water, uh one tablespoon of butter, uh one third a cup of milk, okay, uh the noodles, yeah, and okay. the the uh the pasta sauce packet thing. That that okay. that's it. Interesting. Yeah, Welcome it, to it, Cooking it. with Crossplay, the new <laughs> podcast within a podcast here at Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. Yes. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. At that point, yeah, it does make sense that you put milk on it. But yeah, if it was just raw pasta, that would be weird. Sounds but yeah, good. end of the end of the story, I survived, guys. I made food. Good well, for you. Nice. Glad you could be here and do all of that stuff. Let's, uh, we're maybe a little bit crunched for time, so let's, uh, dive right into all the stuff we've been playing this week. Um, Ignacio, let's start with you. Uh, uh, which one do you want me to start with? Uh, I guess I'll start with the first one. No, you gotta start with, start with, Ignacio, start with the bad one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which one would that be? Uh, the first one. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so reviews. I, wow. I'm just kidding. It, it, the other one isn't bad. I'll start with Balance Wonderworld demo. Oh god. So if you have been paying attention to the internet, you have you would have seen how everyone was sucking shit about Balance the Balance Balance Wonderworld demo. And I gotta say, they are right. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, is there any way you can splice in the clip of last week where I said I'm excited to play the Balan Wonderworld demo? Uh, you should, I, I, you I, should splice I, that in and just right, <laughs> right during this where I said I was excited for it because that demo was fucking terrible, dude. Yeah. Can you guys oh, yeah, so I like, that's what I, I almost had this to. on my fantasy draft, dude. Oh, <laughs> you touch up a little there. Okay, yeah. so Balan Wonder Wonderworld. If you oh. don't know, it's a game made by I think Capcom. It's yeah. meant to be a platformer Burn. akin to uh, ukulele. It gives me vibes of. Uh, it's a 3D platformer with worlds and stuff like that. Sonic Adventure, I think, would be another inspiration. And I think it, it actually, I think it is made by people that made That's Sonic Adventures. What I'm wondering, yeah. I've heard something. I, so think, I think you're wrong. Slides. It's uh, it's it's Square. It's Square Enix. Oh, no, Square yeah. Enix. Yeah, it's, I knew it, it was someone big. 
Square Enix, but yeah, it's yeah, made from yeah. people that made the Sonic games. Yeah, okay, so like I said, it is a 3D uh, platformer. And if you watch the the trailer, which I actually did, it, the game kind of looks good, to be honest. It, it did. It, it, watching it, it gave me a lot of vibes of Mario 3D World. Like, it looked good. But actually playing it, I have to say, that game is bad. It's bad Dude. in so many levels. It's bad technically, visually, what's in there, the decision how, they how made it with runs. the gameplay. How it runs, yeah. So don't you guys don't you guys love how every when you look at the control setup and every button does the oh. same damn thing? Yeah, I, I was. Every glad. fucking button jumps. <laughs> yeah, every button Jesus. jumps except for the shoulder buttons. God. So the main mechanic of the game is jumping. If you have noticed, so X jumps, up, square jumps, jump triangle around. jumps, jump around, Dude. get up. Get the up. triggers, <laughs> ju- you jump with the triggers. Also, everything is jumped. So. Dude. You don't really have a, a regular attack. You, you. No, oh my god! So the Dude, main mechanic killing of the, enemies is like stupid. Yeah. So the main mechanic of the game is that you pick up power ups that are scattered around the world. Well, you actually don't pick them up. You have to pick up some keys first to unlock the powers to actually then get them. And <laughs> the the powers are somewhat varied. For example, you have one that is when you jump, you create a tornado. There's one that. If you jump, you can have her in the air a bit. There's one that you elongate to, you elongate up, and like that you can jump to higher places and stuff like that. But again, the game is so bad in so many ways. Mm. The, The level design isn't that interesting, and sometimes it can hurt looking at it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Because technically the game is also bad. Turning the camera around does bother did bother me a lot. It doesn't even feel good to move around. Like you would think getting another costume or quote power up mm-hmm. would feel like exciting, but they all feel like, oh really? And the fact is they're it's so minor, but like even if you want to test them out, you have to wait through this short little animation of standing still to switch between your costumes every time to shuffle yep. through them and it's so dumb. Yep. So the game looks bad, and you get the powers, which you are supposed to also... Like I said, you cannot punch, so you would have to use the the jump abilities to destroy enemies. And so like that, it it is already a bit awkward when you actually try to kill an enemy. That being said, you don't have many enemies that you have to kill. Like, there are scattered around the level, there are many. There are barely a couple. I only encounter a group of, of little enemies that I had to hit. Other than that, the the levels themselves are a bit empty on that on that aspect. Yeah, get, like there's no there's no real enemies, so your your other factor would be like exploring and looking yeah. for collectibles. But even then, that doesn't really feel very rewarding. Like you find it, and it just feels like oh, this was just here. Yeah, and also the the game looks like if someone on their spare time decided to make a game on Unity. Oh. Like it's that bad looking, and uh, another problem that it has technically is that instead of it instead of it having uh like characters disappear when you get further away from them, uh, what was the action? I I forgot how it's called, but it, here instead if you get close to them they disappear. 
Uh, dude. That's so funny. Ignacio, so like, did you like you did like you, you walk up to go talk with them and they're just like, oh, they're not there anymore? What? Yeah, they're so cool. So it'll, when, when it'll, you get far, it'll be like it'll be like them. the animals that represent the powers you're gonna get, and they're just kind of scattered throughout the level in areas just dancing. Mm-hmm. But if you walk up to them, they become ethereal. Like they just kind of they fade into a, they fade out of existence until you get far enough away, then they fade back in. Yeah. I, yeah. Like that 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 makes me think there's some kind of gameplay mechanic that will c- come into play no. later on. Like you have to unlock Dude, something no. and then they'll yeah. be there, but I don't know. I with Here, this man. game coming out at like the end of March as well, I don't really see how this game could make like how it could fix itself. Yeah. That's disappointing cuz I know a lot of people were excited dude even i was excited because like the like ignacio said the trailers look good like i'm Mm -hmm. looking at the website page for beland wonderworld and like it looks artistic it looks cool but then you play it and it's just it's not yeah Mm. also there's this this farmer that they that appears again appears in the levels but if you get close to him he just disappears again is he in part of the story the Dude, farmer, is, the farmer is indeed is part the of the story. The story seems like it's so, <laughs> like, I mean, no offense, so it seems so lame. You save the farmer, and it's this very awkward, uninspired, just lame, no voiced cutscene. It's like, okay. Well, the one, the one good thing of the game is the cutscenes. I, I actually think that the cutscenes look incredibly for for yeah. the level of unpolished that the game is. The cutscenes are incredibly well looking. Even to the point that for for whatever reason, it seems like they put all of their efforts in their cutscenes to the point that at the beginning of the game you can choose between either not only either male or female, but there are also different character models for male but different skin tones and female female with different yeah. skin tones. And they all get their own opening cutscene. Oh, wow. Like when you start the game, there's an opening cutscene pre-rendered that has your character, the one that you picked in it. And so they have one for each character. It's the same cutscene, but the the your character is different depending on who you chose. That's cool. And they are pre-rendered. It's not like they put it in there. They just switched the model. They have different cutscenes. Yeah. It's so weird. Island. Yeah. Island. Well... And again, the farmer, the farmer is one of the weirdest things because you, the farmer is there. They don't explain to you why he's there. And if you get close to him, again, like everything, it disappears. But then you fight a, a final boss. And when you defeat him, you get a cutscene that shows a farmer doing different things and all oh, bad things happened. And, but now everything's good. And now then they play a, like a cutscene where everyone's dancing for no reason. Wild. Yeah, wow. I I don't have much else to say on Balan. Yeah. I I was excited and I played it and it it didn't even it didn't even disappoint. It like it like killed any excitement I had for the game. Like now I just don't even want to like acknowledge it. Yeah. Well, how about Destruction All Stars? Uh, I joked that it, that it was bad. It, it isn't bad, but it is kind of eh, to be honest. Eh. Yeah, that's. Not this, all your the, Destruction All Stars is perfectly described as a good PS Plus game. Yeah, that's all it is. But you know, it controls in there too, and that's way better than good. 
Yeah, so, but it, so yeah. as uh, obviously we all remember, they were gonna sell Destruction All Stars at launch for seventy dollars. Seven. That would not have worked at all. It would have been a huge disappointment. So I'm glad they decided to do it for PS Plus. Cause it's a it's sort of like a drop in drop out game. It's it's not gonna stick around long in everybody's minds, I think. So, uh, it it it's a live service kind of game. I, not well, I don't know. It's similar to Rocket League. They have the typical skins and and the quick yeah. matches and all that stuff. So it's fun so to play. What are you doing in the game though? Because that 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 I think was the thing that everyone was wondering. Like it looks like a battle royale, yeah. but it looks like there's twisted metal stuff going on yeah. in there. It is kind of twisted metal. I think that the only interesting the the gameplay itself is a bit interesting. Yeah. So what you do is that. You can either be one against the whole world or eight versus eight, and you get dropped into this level. You then have to get into a car, and depending on the general objective, at the end of the day, what you have to do is the knock out your opponents. What what that means is that you can either destroy their cars by ramming into them and forcing them to get out of the cars, and then you drive you drive over them to kill them or you are just you outside of the car you're running you can parkour even you can hijack other cars and by doing that you can either wreck them or take over the car but then when you wreck them and the person gets out of it you would have to knock them out then yeah so every you can choose from i think it's 18 16 different characters everyone has yeah it is a good amount their own specific uh skills that are unique to them with their cars and their and when they're on foot so that's a it's a it's really fun to play i'll say Mm -hmm. that uh because it's cool that it's similar to twisted metal uh where each car has its own unique skill but Mm -hmm. that where it's different is that you can get out of your car and and do stuff as well on foot you have your uh, they're called breakers, which are your specific skill. And some people, uh, everyone speeds up and can do a double jump when they have their breaker on. But some people are different, such as, uh, I think there's this girl called Hannah that when she turns her breaker on, she can punch people once and it'll kill them automatically. Uh, there's someone else that when they turn their breaker on, they run and leave a fire trail behind them. Yeah. And, uh, okay. It's it's like a similar breaker to the way their car has a special skill, so it's it's uh, it's unique to them. It's fun to play, but it's not. Uh, it it's very. It doesn't have a lot of content, per se. Yeah, I gotcha. That's a good way to put it. I I I heard someone speculating that they maybe took content out of this for PS Plus, so mm. that they could then support it through the next uh, couple months and stuff like that. Mm, I, I that, that was them speculating. So yeah. I don't, you know, don't be, be like, that's a fact. No, it's, yeah. it, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's interesting though, that they were, they were going. That would make sense. Out. Um, yeah. I mean, it, they could have very well have done that. There are already four game modes in it. Uh, maybe they could have taken out the ability to change out the stadiums that you play on. Or maybe I don't know character specific skins could have been something, but 
Yeah, some skins that, or a character or two. and There are already like a lot of characters, I would say. Like Gino okay. said, maybe yeah. around 16, and they all have their both their own, like Gino said, their breaker, which is their special skill, and also they all get their own special car that in the same way that you... So scattered around the the stadium, there are different gems that you can collect when you are on foot. And those all add up to your meter, when to which then you could, depending if you are on foot, you can use your special breaker, or if you are, or you could also summon your own special car, which also has gotcha. a special ability. And mm-hmm. um, again, the the gameplay of it is simple enough that you could see. Uh, simple enough, and I would say fun enough, maybe, that you could see people getting into it. But I think that maybe it is missing something in there to get it to the level of, say, uh, Rocket League or uh, gotcha. or uh, Fall Guys to actually hook people to keep playing and to get invested on it. I think that... How quick are the matches? Uh, they can be like... 10 minutes the most yeah more okay, or less. Yeah, it, i mean it, it depends on the game mode for example there's a game mode where the whole objective is just knock out the enemy once if you're knocked out you are out and so oh, yeah. in there it's actually my favorite one because it's so fast in there you the you are in like a circular stadium and the floor starts to disappear and so the strategy there would be to ram your opponents out of the edge to get them out. Yeah, think and of it so, like the hexagonal uh, yeah. thing on in Fall Guys. And then you have the, the strategy the where you can actually jump out of your cart. So if you know that you are heading into the into the hole, you can jump out of it at the right time to not fall out of it. I gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So it that would depend on fun, the game though. mode. It is fun for... Uh, Maybe the first couple of matches that you play. I don't know. It it is missing something. I I think that there there could be a way for it to to stay to to for people to stay playing it. Yeah, as but long it, as they it keep uh, adding more content and stuff like yeah. that. The the fun really lies in this is one of those games where it gets funner the better you get. Yeah, uh, because it's satisfying. It eh, not as satisfying that to destroy vehicles as you would think but it's fun being able to do it and it mm-hmm. get it's hard in the beginning because you you know there's people destroying you left and right and you you're missing you know you're not hitting people head on so when you get better at doing that and then jumping out of your car and messing with people like that and and when you get into the groove of it it, it becomes a lot more fun than your first match let's say i got gotcha. you yeah yeah, yeah. Also, I only have two real complaints with it. The first one is that when you're on foot, you can actually hijack the cars of the other opponents if you can get on top of them. Yeah. I feel like it might be a bit hard or confusing as to how to get into the the opponent's car while they're while they're running. And the other complaint is the complaint that everyone's having that on the match itself, there's no music. It's all <laughs> there's no. S- there it's just the sound of the cars going and the effects going, but that's what there I've been should hearing. be yeah. some some music in there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There you go. Free yeah. on that's PS also what, Plus. That's also what yeah. I've been playing. So 
Okay, good Let's stuff, see. good stuff. Uh, well, I got to try out a little bit of the Medium. This is the oh, new yeah. Microsoft <laughs> exclusive, uh, which is Ooh. available on Game Pass. Uh, that's where I played it. We got to stream it this past Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, Ignacio joined me as we did the first like hour and a half of that game. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a jump scare that got me. There was definitely uh, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely one. Uh, but to, 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 to be honest, I'm not super impressed with the game. Um, it, it, it seemed fine. Like it, it seemed aggressively fine. Yeah, if if that makes sense, um, I, I think if you're into horror games and you like the Silent Hills, Resident Resident Evil type of stuff, this might be a good th throwback. Um, yeah. but to someone like me who's not really into horror games, uh, I I, I was just not interested really, um. I still think I might play a little bit more just to keep going also because there's not too much that's out right now. So I might keep mm -hmm. up with it a little bit longer, but we'll see on that. Um, I, I do have to say, I think it looks pretty good. Um, I think they use the like stationary camera pretty effectively. Um in the horror genre like it 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 felt like i was being watched at times rather than just like oh you know the it's just a this is just a camera and that's all it is it's just like no it feels like i'm like someone or something is watching me so it it, it was pretty creepy in that sense um but beyond that I, I really liked the opening credits when those hit. I, I, I thought those were also sufficiently just like, Ugh, I'm getting like creeped out by all of the, the stuff that they're doing here. Um, but again, I haven't really gotten too far, so I can't really speak on much of the story or the writing or the acting and stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it was also, fine. Uh, after after watching you play for about an hour, what I can say is that the game takes so many inspirations from Resident Evil, the first games, the original ones, and it does so many things similarly to those Resident Evil games that I would say just play Resident Evil. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, like, that's one of the things, though. Like, I'm glad this exists because it's on game pass you can check it out if it's not for you then it's not for you but it sits in this like middle category right where it's not it's not a complete like indie game feeling but it's not that triple a right it sits it's at that double like double a yeah which i, I think yeah. is largely missing from the game space so i'm glad something like this exists um, yeah, but yeah, just not really for me. It is a fine so. game for Game Pass. Yeah, I would agree. Just like Destruction All Stars is good for PlayStation Plus, yeah. I think this is good for Game Pass. Yep, yep. So there you go. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing this week. So, Alan, what about you? 
Well, I'm only going to mention one game that I played, and we we were given a code from Pop Agenda for a game called Nuts. Yes, that's that is its name. It's nuts. It definitely shocks me when it's like, "What are you playing, Nuts?" Uh, nuts. <laughs> I play. I actually played that this morning. I binged it and I played it and completed it in one whole session. And it's like I, I like the game, but I'm also not a big fan of it at the same time. I, I feel okay. kind of torn on it. So, uh, so if you don't real fast, I just want to say this was published yeah. by Noodle Cake Games. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, because I was gonna say because it was well, it had uh, what is that? It had a hand, only a handful of developers, and yeah, published by Noodle Cake, and it came out very, very recently. Like it's very, very new. Um, I I played it on the Nintendo Switch, and the game is great. The premise of Nuts is, if you've if you've seen any gameplay of it or trailers or anything else, it's very similar to Firewatch. You're Ooh. in you're in this kind of abandoned. You're in this forest by yourself. You see no other NPCs. You don't really see yourself. It's just you, and you kind of talk to your boss via phone calls. Uh, throughout the story the story is very short i completed it in just under four hours but it could easily take you a little bit longer than that depending on you know how efficient you are or even faster than that depending on how efficient but the premise is you just graduated and you're doing this job where you're trying apparently in this world squirrels are endangered so your your goal is to go to this forest and use surveillance cameras to kind of study the habitat of squirrels of how they're endangered because it's alluded to in the game and this is one weird thing about it it's alluded to that this company is destroying the habitat of squirrels and they're trying to cover it up. So they need your research and your photos you take to prove that these squirrels are endangered and their habitat is being destroyed. Yes, to Weirdly, get to the though, man it, down with yeah, the but, corporations, you know? <laughs> but the strangest thing about that, though, is that there is actually... It doesn't resolve in the end. Like, the company's mentioned in the later half of the game, but then there's no resolution in at the end it's it's very weird like the story was great and i i really like kind of the beauty and just kind of the you're at peace of just surveillancing squirrels it's really cool but the story doesn't really like to me have any real real solid conclusion with anything that it kind of brings into it but that's just the story uh gameplay yes uh so one of the promotional uh things that Papa Jigenda sent us was like some of the artwork and it looks like there's these nice like purples and muted oranges yeah. like is is that in full display in in the artwork yeah I was I was gonna mention that so I I looked this up because I couldn't quite figure so out exactly what kind of yeah what kind of style it has so the whole game is just pretty much in set colors and each level is centered around a different theme of colors the cool thing is so you're your general world will have like a color hue and I'm trying trying to find it because I, I looked it up to see exactly what it was and uh, where is it yeah it everything in the game is modeled in 3d but it's traced over with a sleek white wireframe and filled in with according to each level's co- uh, pretty much color it's three-ish color palette so the cool thing about this and it actually took me a minute to adjust to find out things anything you can that either stands out that is some somewhat important or that you can interact with is a different color so like in the first level or in one of the levels like your whole area will be kind of this like teal like aqua color but you'll have like your camera your radio and like your equipment and it's orange so even if you like Mm. go out in the field and lay your camera down 
and you have to go back out to readjust your camera, you can find it because your little GPS thing will show you where your camera is. But also you'll see it in the field because it will be orange. It'll stick out in the yeah. color palette of each level and it varies per level. So it's really, really cool looking. It looks beautiful. I think it's. Oh, yeah. The colors are really great. I think uh, level five probably has like the coolest. It's kind of this like reddish, reddish purple like like level and it just looks really really cool because it's just this big open forest like a bigger open field so the art style of the game is really great how they made it all work and how they make things that are important stand out that you can interact with it's really cool but for the gameplay this is what really sets it apart from firewatch so firewatch i watched a lot of gameplay on it and you just kind of run around and kind of explore the world this Mm -hmm. one you're kind of doing a bit more interacting with your environment where you're meant to, as, as I said, survey squirrels. So you pretty much get, for quite a while, for the first couple of levels, you only get two cameras. So what you do is, you are in this caravan, you get a surveillance camera. You go in the field, and you're kind of, you're given a marker of where this squirrel's, the squirrel's starting location would be, and you set your camera up proportional to either, like, to capture this area where the squirrel's last to be seen, then you have to run back to your caravan and then sit down at kind of, like, the whole setup of, like, Kind of like how people set up cameras to record stuff during the night, then you check out the footage the right. next day to see how things, how it all worked out. And you pre- that's pretty much the gameplay. So it'll be like, hey, f- follow the squirrel and find out where their, uh, their nest of nuts are and find out what they're doing or where they're hiding at. Like, okay, cool. And the gameplay was really fun trying to figure out the puzzle of like trying to see where the like, squirrel goes and how it moves and having to readjust your camera. My only thing that didn't work for me later on is that the more I had to do... I found the tedium of having to like set up my two to three cameras, recording footage, sitting in the caravan, and then looking through the footage. Oh, I don't see the squirrel. Oh, but I barely saw it in the frame of like camera two. Then I have to exit the van, which then starts the next day. And there's no penalty for how many days it takes you. Okay. Going going back out in the field, reset. I have to readjust your stuff. Yeah, I have to reset up the camera that I saw the squirrel, but then I have to set up my other two cameras where I think the squirrel might have gone or where it might have gone or be at. Go back mm. to the caravan, rewatch the footage. Oh, I don't see it again. I have to go back out, readjust the cameras, and you. And it's that concept is very fun. But the longer you do that, it kind of starts being like, okay, like I saw the squirrel in like this frame of like one camera. Then you have to adjust everything. You have to keep removing them, and it's that makes fine. Sense, yeah. But it does get a little repetitive as you get farther. My only real complaint, and I mentioned this before, and it, I don't know if it's because I'm on the switch. The controls, I almost feel like, have slower or delayed inputs. So when you're in your caravan trying to rewatch the footage, you'll have the buttons of like pause, play, fast forward, end of tape, uh, record, all your buttons. They're very small, and the analog stick isn't very good at precise movements. I had to move my sensitivity down to the very bottom to try to get more precise movements. But some areas, the game does suffer from... Uh, a lot of frame dips even in level one if you turn if you pan the camera where there's a bunch of trees you do get some like hiccups in the frame rate and the biggest offender of this is level three level three is this big swamp area and i kid you not whether you're in the caravan outside the caravan no matter where you are unless you're looking straight down at the water the frame rate lags like like nobody else Ooh, and that's no good yeah, and like it sucked too because that was probably my second favorite aesthetically <laughs> looking level. Bless you. 
that was probably the second best looking level of the game, but it had the worst frame rate. And that level, in my opinion, has the most strict requirements of surveilling the squirrels back and forth. So having gotcha. to do minor adjustments in that level where the frame rate's pretty bad definitely ruined the gameplay for the second half of the game for me, where I was kind of a little bit kind of dreading every level afterwards. But the next level, the frame rate still had some, some dips, but not very many. I think gotcha. after level three, only level four had a couple, and then level six had quite a few. But other than that, level one was fairly, fairly smooth. Level two was smooth and level five was was pretty good, too. So the gameplay is really good. I don't know if it's better on the PC or on or on mobile, but on the switch, it definitely suffers uh, frame depths. But other than that, I mean, there's not much story interested, though. Yeah, it's honestly like I would I would suggest checking it out, because if you enjoyed Firewatch, this will be. A did, pretty yeah. good game to check out because it is very similar to it with a different take on it. But maybe try it on PC or mobile because Switch. I mean, I only played it in dock mode, so maybe it's better in handheld mode somehow. I'm not sure. I haven't tested that yet. But yeah, in dock mode on Switch, Are, I can't. I can't recommend that one. Let me ask you this: Are you, did you use a Pro con- controller? I did. I did. Okay, because I've I've had issues with my pro controller as well, and it feels like things are lagging. And then I Mm. picked it up in handheld and it worked perfectly fine. See, but I don't think it's my pro controller because specifically in level three as well, this is this is the only major issue I have with the game. So when you do certain parts of the game, you'll get a phone call from your from your boss, your you know, your AI, I guess your, your story interaction. Mm-hmm. I had moments where I had to fax a photo to my boss and it would like lag from grabbing the photo to setting it down. And then the phone would ring every time you fax a photo, no matter if it's required or not, it would ring. So you get some dialogue, right. but I would fax the photo, pan my camera to the phone. And at one point I saw it ring, like I saw it move and I saw the notification, but I had no audio. I picked up the phone oh, no. and I saw subtitles, but I heard there was no dialogue for a minute because the game was lagging so hard. And that was in level three. So I don't think it's my pro controller. I think it was because that level three, like you, like you, if, if, um, I have like a little video on it later where I kind of show some of my gameplay. So you can see it there on either the whatnots or wherever I post it. But yeah, like I don't think it was my pro controller. I, I might try it tonight or tomorrow in handheld mode and probably, you know, give some kind of update or Check something but yeah. but yeah the the dock mode on switch is not the best version so it might be better on pc but the game is still great i would recommend checking it out the the art okay. style alone is really pretty to look at and the novelty of just chilling and videotaping squirrels is oddly kind of relaxing so, good stuff so i liked it the game came out uh, February 4th, so it was like two days ago from, from us yeah. recording this. Uh, it's Very $20, uh, but it is also available on Apple Arcade. It's on Switch. It's on Steam. It's on itch.io, as well as the Humble Store. So, Lots of places you can pick it up, do all of that stuff. Thank you, man. Thanks for checking that one out and giving us your thoughts on that. It's really cool seeing a world where squirrels are endangered. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, let's see here. 
I guess that brings us to housekeeping. Uh, I don't know why our uh-oh. jingle just messed up. I, I don't know if it just like, oh, see, what? No, right, I did the second half of that. What'd Let's you do? Try that one more time here. It's time for housekeeping. Hey. Nailed it on two. Okay. <laughs> If you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, which is thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, We do have a $3 tier where you guys can get all kinds of exclusive content, including our 2021 video game fantasy draft, uh, which is finally recorded and up on our website. Uh, So if you are a $3 patron or above, you can uh, sign in to our members only section on the website and get access to that. Uh, I think that one was a lot of fun. We're going to be checking in on that throughout the year as well. Uh, and we have a little bit of a bet going on. Yep. Winners going to get some uh, PlayStation gift cards or something. So, And you won't believe Kyle's number one. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, you won't maybe, maybe you will. Oh, I don't so. know. Hold on. <laughs> oh, so we totally recorded it just once. Yeah, we yes, only we recorded it one time. We recorded it once. We did not record it a second time because definitely. we definitely did not lose some of the audio files. We never so, mess up. Never mess up. Yeah. Uh-uh, but if perfect. anybody did, it may or may not have been Ignacio. But we only recorded <laughs> one time, so that's just a hypothetical. Exactly. Uh, next up, if you are a $5 patron, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Sam, uh, for helping us out and and supporting us uh, for as long as you have. Uh, we appreciate it and we love you a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Much love. Be on the lookout because this weekend has been very busy for uh, us uh, here at Crossplay. Uh, beyond this podcast we have two interviews that we will be doing we've already recorded one of them uh we are going to release them as like separate special things that you guys can can do uh we got to talk to joe mirabello uh the creative director of three out of ten uh from terrible posture games uh that whole first season is free on the epic game store uh and it's uh it's a playable sitcom is how they describe it and it follows uh a game studio that is just really bad (laughs) and they uh they have not made a game that has scored above three out of ten uh, so you can play through all those sitcoms uh, and it's it's a b- b- blast. I had a lot of fun playing it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. And I know, Gino, you got to join me on that interview mm-hmm. and you played through most of them as well. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. 
Beyond that, our second interview, uh, we are going to be sitting down with Michael Hyam from GameSpot talking all about the Final Fantasy stuff. Uh, I know you'll have more to say on that in just a sec, uh, so I, I won't say much more than that, but be on the lookout for that as well. And that's it. That is housekeeping. Uh, so I am going to do the next jingle to take us into the news. All right, guys. So we, away, Gina. we got uh, some industry news. A lot of industry news happened this week. But before I go into the industry news, there's something that happened this past Friday that is very important to me and to millions of people around the world. And that is number one, Final Fantasy XIV new expansion titled Endwalker has been announced. And this is slated for a release sometime in the fall of this year, 2021. And of course, like you mentioned, uh, Kyle, I will be talking with Michael Hyam all about that. Uh, new expansion that they announced mm-hmm. but as with new expansion announcement obviously they announced a new job uh, which is called a sage a healer class specifically and they have another DPS class coming out uh, that they have not announced yet but they will be announcing sometime in May at the fan, at the fan festival that they do every single year uh, aside from that, new story stuff, new features, new locations, new raids, a whole bunch of stuff to look forward to, and a lot of news that I'll be going into with Michael in that interview. So I yeah. won't waste your time with guy, uh, waste your time with that today. It's ex- and a PlayStation exciting, Five, though. yeah, a PlayStation Five native version coming as well. So that's exciting. That was their one last thing that they had to show at the at the announcement showcase so super exciting nothing for xbox yet though something that people are waiting for but uh sucks for them sucks to be them <laughs> sorry now, to let you no no okay. gino yes Gino. hi ignacio crossby here i have a couple of questions <laughs> first one uh do you have do you need a subscription to play the game you yeah. sure do my friend 15 no wait, actually it is about 12 a month, twelve a month. Mm. But Gino, slap him, slap him with with the demo. Just tell him, tell him the good. Oh news. yeah, exactly. Actually, um, so I am uh, inqu- I inquire on Twitter for a few questions to ask Michael and myself. People yep. are asking. A lot of people want to know if they should get into it or, or can they get into it. How do they get into it? So there is a free trial that everybody can try, free of charge, and it it has a lot of the game for you to try. It'll, it'll take you months to get through, probably, <laughs> uh, depending how you oh, play. Wow. So it has the entire base game and the first new exp- the first expansion that came out uh, entirely free of charge up to level 70, I believe. And after that, if you're interested, then you can start paying a monthly subscription for three more expansions now that wait, they will wait. have. Wait, so the f- free trial is up to a certain level, not a certain amount of time? It's, it's it's up to a certain level and story, yeah. You don't have any time limit on it or whatever. You could download it for uh, free of charge, uh, up to level seventy. The end of uh, Heaven's Word <laughs> expansion, which is the first major expansion that released for the game. 
So a lot of content that you that you can do for free. Yeah, for free. It's uh, free. It's free real estate, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, my second question. I I know you'll tomorrow get more into the details with Michael mm-hmm. Uh My second question is, what's the gameplay of it? Is it more like fifteen, more like the old games, or more like ten? No, so uh, or like an MMO. Yeah, fourteen is its is its own unique game. Uh, not at all similar to any of the other Final Fantasy games. I guess uh, twelve is the most similar you can compare. Yeah, to. that would be the one that'd be like it, it looks more like twelve and stuff like that. So yeah, no, twelve was not online. Well, eleven actually is the other MMO. So they're oh. obviously they're the most similar to each other. That was that was the other. But this is a what people refer to as a tab targeting MMO. So you have your basic attack that you're not really doing most of the time. You have all your skills, which are called job actions. Mm. Uh, and as you level up, you unlock new job actions. Basic, if you've ever played MMO, the traditional ones, this is, that is exactly what this is. Uh, it's very polished, very beautiful. Uh, I have to say one of the best Final Fantasy stories out of all of them. Uh, because it brings in qualities from every single Final Fantasy game that anybody has played. So it's uh, incredible. Sim- most similar to World of Warcraft uh, in gameplay, if, if, if okay. anyone has played that. So yeah, Good stuff. a typical cool. MMO. Cool. But that, I, uh, all of that I'll be talking about. Look, at, look out for it in that episode with Michael Hyam. Nice. So, no further questions. Yes, excellent. Let's move on to number two, my friends. Embrace, no further questions, Your Honor. Embrace <laughs> your group to acquire Gearbox. This is from Matthew Handrahan over at GamesIndustry.biz. Embracer Group has made its most significant acquisition to date with a $1.3 billion deal for Borderlands developer Gearbox Entertainment. That figure was given as the maximum value of the transaction which will see the Texas-based company become a wholly-owned subsidiary of Embracer Group. Gearbox Entertainment's 550-person team will join the Swedish group's 5,500-strong workforce. Gearbox co-founder Randy Pitchford will remain head of the company when the deal completes. And 2K Games has released a statement clarifying that its relationship with Gearbox and status as the publisher of Borderlands remains unaffected by Embracer's acquisition. So when I heard this, it made me think of one thing, my friends. And obviously I want to hear your guys' opinion. But it made me think of Insomniac and how what a steal that was for PlayStation at 220 million around there. The fact that this yeah. deal was 1.3 billion for a gearbox, which I mean, obviously, no offense to them, they're great, but I think Insomniac's better. Now, it is worth worth mentioning. You actually read it there that that figure has an asterisk. It's dependent on on their financials, on how Gearbox does. I think for a period of six years, that's the highest amount. I uh, didn't okay. put there the the starting. That makes amount. sense. That makes sense. And I I think it was Embracer Group, and I think they also acquired like one or two other companies with with this. Um, and Gearbox is is just the, the the one that's like oh that's the one you guys will 
recognize from yeah. Borderlands. Yeah. So yeah, they bought a, a couple of other developers, but I mean the the big story here is that uh, Embracer just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. They're huge. Yeah. Embracer, they, if they you don't know, is the parent so company many. of of THQ Nordic. And of so many others. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so many others. Yeah, the, the the weird thing to me is, like, I, yeah, we've heard all the stories of them buying up these companies and these parent companies and this and that. The, it still seems like, to me, they've barely put out any games. They've put out a few, but none that have really made a big splash. And so, I, like, I'm I'm just mystified as to how they have all of this money. Yeah. How, how can they keep buying studios? And be this big. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I want to understand what their end game is, what the plan is, what, what there, because it doesn't seem to be, it, there isn't any sort of tactic that they are employing. They're just buying random studios that, that have nothing in common with each other. So it's, it's weird to see what they're doing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Weird stuff. The only- the only different thing there with how what you were talking about is that Gearbox is already an established studio. They have already put out games like Borderlands 3 most recently. Yeah. So I'm sure that they'll keep out pumping games at the same rate for them. Yeah. But yeah, now Impressive Group has been purchasing up more IP, more and more IP, and opening up more and more studios and also purchasing studios so yeah it is the music group is kind of an intriguing company as to how they're making all the money that they or where they're getting all the money that they are using to make all those purchases yeah very interesting stuff but good for them i guess it's a it's a, it's a great deal so we'll see what comes out of that But let's move on, my friends, to number three. Google Stadia shuts down internal studios, changing business focus. This is from Steven Totilo over at Kotaku. Google will close its two game studios located in Montreal and Los Angeles. Neither had released any games yet. That closure will impact around 150 developers, one source familiar with Stadia operations said. The company says it will try to find those developers new roles at Google. Google will continue to operate the Stadia gaming service and its $10 monthly Stadia Pro service. The company plans to begin offering a Stadia tech to publishers, opening up the possibility for Stadia to become the streaming tech for other video game companies. Google's head of Stadia operations, longtime console executive Phil Harrison, will focus on pursuing these new partnerships. So, not a surprise at all. Not really nah. to yeah. people like us. I, I, yeah, definitely was not surprised. Uh, and I think this is the thing that a lot of people were fearing, right? Of yep. just like, ah, it's Google. They're going to announce this big thing and they're going to make a big deal out of it. And then they're just going to start shutting it down. Yeah. Or it, then that happened. Just kind of what are. Google yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Google have a like a Google graveyard website or something like that? 
Oh, mm-hmm. they should. I, they for sure could feel about graveyard. <laughs> I, sure I always like. I always like to remember that. the. I always like to go back and remember the Google glasses. That was gonna be like the big uh, thing. Yeah. My yeah, boss had a pair of those. I, I was just like, this is weird, wow. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's a shame that Google is doing this because, as we all know, Google. What Google does is that they put out something out there, but they don't actually put much behind it. Like Google, the problem with Stadia was that Google just put it out there and basically threw threw it into the sea and to see if if it would float or not, instead of trying to build a raft for Stadia. But if you remember too, Stadia also had a really really rough launch. Exactly. Not just not just them throwing it out there. Like Stadia had like a bad launch. Well, Yeah. yeah, they. Google have made several promises for Stadia, which weren't there at the beginning. That was a problem that Stadia launched without so many promised features and so many features that people would have taken for granted for a for a new. They, let's call it a new console, quote unquote. Since it's not a console, but yeah, yeah, that that's a problem that they <laughs> Google put it out there in a state that wasn't gonna already in a bad shape and then after that they didn't seem to be putting much effort into building it up which is a shame because i still feel that google if anyone was gonna crack it if anyone was gonna do it well could have it could have been google Uh i said it before several times we take youtube for granted we take streaming at 1080p 4k at a, a without yeah without much buffering if you go to any other video player that's not what you would get and so i was counting on google to at least try because they could have made it work and and, and especially for me in a for me specifically and those of us around the world outside the us google would have been able to take it worldwide because google yeah. has servers everywhere as opposed to Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. It is a shame that they didn't the, put much work into it. The thing about this is that they treated the Stadia as sort of the future of gaming, streaming pretty much as the future of yeah. uh, video games. And I'm hesitant to accept that because this obviously requires you to have internet and not just internet, but great internet all the time. So, yeah. It, you know, cloud uh, playing a uh, playing a game through the cloud is is fun and all, but eventually I'm gonna want to have to download it to play offline or if I'm yeah. traveling somewhere, being able to play it like that. So it, it streaming has its pros, has its cons, but to me specifically, has more cons than just being able to download your game. So the fact that they solely focused on streaming at, at this time. You know, with new consoles coming out and all that stuff, it just was bad timing for them. So we all saw it coming. It, it yeah. makes me worry too because I think now that they don't have as much skin in the game, them focusing on third-party developers and working on deals and stuff to get things on Stadia, I just I don't see that going as well as they had maybe hoped if they did have like, mm. hey, we also have an exclusive game, right? Like I I see Microsoft with Game Pass and yeah. uh, their X, X Cloud, which 
seems is i think still in beta if i'm not mistaken like yeah i could be wrong but it's been it's been doing a lot better and i i think it's i think they announced that game pass ultimate was also going to include x cloud stuff so I, i think we just we see even though it's a smaller company we see someone like microsoft like doing this better and yep. PlayStation is a lot smaller than Microsoft, but PlayStation Plus is still decent, right? And they have, they have they have PlayStation Now as yeah. well, yeah, which is their st- their streaming thing, which I know a lot of people like to hate on, but people I still tried it use out, it. it. It works fine. I don't know yeah, people, like, why people give it shit. It does work. People still use it just fine, and I yeah. like I I I just I don't see there being a space for a third, yeah, person. Uh, well, even even if you discount just the streaming thing, like when it was just the Stadia console, like it's tough to try to get out there because you're competing against PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, and like they're all on like their top game right now with consoles. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Kyle, I. I... I don't necessarily agree as to their the future success or failure of Stadia now that they that Google said that they would start get, like giving the tools to other people mm-hmm. because it, it could still fail. Of course, it, it's Google. I mean, right, we'll, yeah. we'll see how much they put it back behind it. But I, I think that it, they could succeed on that front because we have seen more and more companies getting into the streaming wagon we saw like kyle you just got a an invitation for amazon luna yeah yeah amazon luna uh ubisoft was it ubisoft did they have their own thing or were they also a part of luna they did for a while uh but yeah they do have like a uh so i i guess for amazon luna it is the you pay like a small subscription each month and then there is a ubisoft package that you can get that's oh, a yeah, little yeah, bit it is, a- 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 it extra right it's it's yeah, like that's... hey i i pay for hulu but now i want to get the hbo package right yeah. yeah that's what i was thinking about but I still, other than that, I, I still feel like there are still more and more people getting involved into it. And like we've seen with the streaming services for for movies and series, how everyone seems to be jumping into it. I feel like we right, are yeah. in the beginning of it for video games. And so yeah. if I think Stadia can live as simply tech and not the Stadia brand, unfortunately. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we move on, I do also want to mention that Stephen Totillo, who wrote this, uh, announced that he was leaving Kotaku this past week. He has been one of the top players at Kotaku for quite a while now. So hats off to him. Good luck to the future. All right. Let's move on, number four, my friends. Let's talk about the Nintendo Switch sales. This is from Christopher Dring Dring over at GamesIndustry.biz. The Nintendo Switch has shipped 79.87 million units and sold to consumers 74 million. The console is currently Nintendo's fifth best-selling machine behind the Nintendo DS, 
which sold 154 million, the Nintendo Wii, which sold 101.6 million, the Game Boy, which sold 118.7 million, and the Game Boy Advance, which sold 81.5 million. 532.34 million Switch games have been sold since its release in March 2017. The sales figures are part of the company's latest financials for the ninth for the nine months ending December 31st, 2020, where the firm has already hit its annual net sales target of 1.4 trillion yen, which is 13.4 billion dollars. Digital Jesus sales Christ. accounted for 2.4 billion dollars of the revenue, a rise of 105 percent over the year before. So big year for Nintendo. Huge yeah, look at them go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and digital sales, do they normally talk about this? Is that... Uh, I, I, this is their financial disclosure. So oh, is that their right? whole, this is yeah. their whole financial report for, like yeah. you said, the nine months ending uh, December 2020. That's why oh. I... What I, what I did here with the article from gamesindustry.biz was that I took some like some bullet points from it in here. There mm-hmm. was a, a lot of more information about the financials that came out of it. Yeah. But I thought that these ones were the most relevant yeah. to talk about. Yep. Usually we don't get the digital sales. Like when we do all the NPD numbers and stuff, they always have that asterisk of like, this is only the physical stuff. So the but, fact that it rose, right? Like, uh, what, what does it say? Yeah. Uh, digital sales uh, rose one hundred and five percent. Basically, it doubled. Astonishing. Yeah. Basically, it doubled. Yeah. Uh, in that case, how we don't get those from the NPD because this is coming straight from Nintendo. What they are telling right, their yeah. shareholders, whereas the NPD is a group that takes information, the information that the other companies are willing to give them. Yep. But yep. yeah, it exactly. it is huge that they. I mean, it, we've seen that this trend lately. Digital gaming is gaining up ground. Yeah, like two point four billion dollars from a a total of thirteen point four, and that's about twenty percent of of all of Nintendo, which I think yeah. it is a big number. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Okay, so we also got PS5 sales, which they finally, uh, they were holding out on this. I have no idea why, but we got some interesting bullet points here from Matthew Handrahan over at gamesindustry.biz. The PlayStation 5 has sold 4.5 million units in the holiday quarter, despite supply shortages making the hardware difficult to find. So this is a number that they had not released yet. Uh, yep. until recently which is great i mean do you guys think they would have sold way more if there wasn't any shortages oh for oh, yeah. sure Absolutely. oh yeah, yeah. Way, you just have to look more. at uh, twitter to see how many people are still <laughs> yeah. thirsty for that if you go to like yeah. any link that somebody posts of like ps5s are back in queue it's like so many replies of people like oh i got one oh i didn't get one yeah, yeah. you know yeah. how how twitter will will if you go to the discover type i think it is We'll separate some tweets for different categories. Like, there's one for for PlayStation or PS5. Mm-hmm. That one, if you go there, is just people posting, uh, like, 
uh, I, I'm getting info that a shipment will come tomorrow to Target. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's filled with people like that. So the, the console is definitely on track to probably sell more than the PS4. So good for yeah, them. Yeah, it is selling. Uh, I don't think I put it in here, but it is selling at a part to what the PS4 did when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So I got some more interesting bullet points here. Uh, Sony's Game and Network Services division made an operating profit of $762 million, an increase of 27% year on year. And according to Sony, quote, strategic price points for PS5 hardware were set lower than the manufacturing costs, which means that the PS5 is being sold at a loss. So it's actually pretty common, correct? Yes. Yeah, it is pretty common. I don't think that it is the same margin that we saw for previous consoles. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the PS3, they sold it with a $200 loss on each console. Oh, oui. Whereas for here, we got numbers at the beginning of last year that were somewhere around 450 for their for the manufacturing costs. I'm uh-huh. guessing now with this information that the the number is actually higher than that mm-hmm. since the PS5 is selling for 500. Yeah. Although it 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 could still be that the because we all know that the PS5 digital is selling for 400, which is a hundred dollar less than the regular one, and I doubt that a disc drive costs that that much. Yeah. So it could be that the digital I think it is costs, selling at a loss. I think that it's a um. The eleven dollars, something like that, for the disc drive. Yeah, it isn't much. Yeah. So it could be that the PS Five digital is selling at a loss because with the numbers that we got at the beginning of the year, it would be at a cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter to them that they're selling at a loss because the majority of their revenue still came from software. Yep. The division earned. 433 billion yen, which, do you guys know what that is in dollars? I, I, I uh, looked up not here, off the like, top of my head. Like 66, uh, what is that, 66, is that tri- trillion? That's not trillion. No, <laughs> no way, million. dude. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way it's trillion. Uh, uh, whatever. So that's 433 billion yen uh, from digital software, which is an increase of 42% over the prior year. Within that, only 51 billion yen was made from physical game sales with the remainder coming from digital downloads, which is 176 billion yen, and add-on content, 256 billion yen. I think this is dollars, um, if, if I'm not... Uh, no. It's yen? yen? It's yen? Okay. It would be million yeah, it's yen. dollars. It's yen. Okay. Yeah, because if you see there, 80 billion dollars was what... Sony's game and network division made, which is seven hundred and sixty-two million dollars, eighty billion yen, seven hundred and sixty-two million dollars. Interesting. Interesting, because back at Nintendo, I said two hundred fifty-six million yen was two hundred four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what's what's with the math, my friends? Here, anyway, no. they made a lot of money. I'm That's an art student, so I don't do math. 
I'm uh, I'm just I'm just a gamer, so you know yeah. if these were RPG stats, I I got you covered. But so I, I never had 433 billion yen in a a video game. Yeah, I think it might be dollars and billion. It's 433 billion dollars. No, I think no? there there might be a typo <laughs> on on the Switch sales because it, it says okay. for digital digital sales accounted for 260 56 million yen. Yeah, two point four billion dollars. Yeah, it cannot be that. Yeah. It should be a higher <laughs> yeah, number for yeah. Because looking at the conversion rate, four hundred and thirty-three billion yen is like yeah, like a shit ton of U.S. dollars. <laughs> no, it's a low number for dollars. That's weird. Uh, I mean, doesn't make sense here on Google. Okay, anyway, they made a lot of money mm-hmm. on software. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, let me look is, it up. is what we're getting here. Uh, even though the consoles are being sold at a loss. They make the majority of their money from downloads and all kinds of software. So good for them. Uh, PlayStation 5 will, is rapidly selling. Still hard to find. How long do you guys think it'll be hard to find? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say till like I'm gonna say till like July of this year. I feel well, like one summer comes to an end. Well, one of the reasons that it is hard to find is uh, the the they're finding they're having problems manufacturing them because of the chips and the chip manufacturer for the ps5 the company CEO, i think came out to say that the shortage will continue for a good amount of time yeah so good luck to all those people still trying to get a ps5 or a series x power to you mad respect and that is it for the news my friends Cool. Well, that means we can get on to our new and notable section. All right. Alan, well, for new, away. for new and notable, we don't have too many on here, but Little Nightmares 2 is coming out February 11th for, the, for pretty much most everything. Mm-hmm. So that's coming yep. out real soon. Less than a week away, five days away as of recording. We have Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury available the day after on February 12th. Oh, People are very, wait. very excited for that game. Cannot wait. Um, MLB The Show 21 is coming to PS4 and PS5, as well as Xbox One, Series X, and S on April 20th. That's pretty big. That's going to be an yeah. <laughs> interesting one, yeah, because that's yeah. a wasn't, PlayStation wasn't there... Studios. Yeah, yeah. There's game. a there's a photo of the Xbox cover art that has the PlayStation Studio logo on it. <laughs> yeah, because it is made by a Sony studio. Man. Sony San Diego, I think it is, who makes it. I think, I think we're living in the fun timeline. And that PlayStation yeah. Studio splash screen is also going to show up when they yeah. boot up the game. Oh so. wow! Yeah. Now, when people saw this, everyone jumped into this thinking oh what else could sony bring to the xbox oh. <laughs> no. it's not that it's clear that that uh, the mlb must have come to sony and told them if you want to keep the license you have to put the game on xbox 2 i 100 yeah. percent doubt sony wanted this i yeah. i love being able to play a playstation game on my, on my xbox <laughs> yeah i might get it for that to, to see that playstation studios logo when I just put up the game, that, just for that, you, you put it yeah. up. Well, well I saw you specifically yeah, buy saying. MLB for the Xbox just so you can see the PlayStation logo boot up. You're like, yes, yes. and then out of there. Yeah. Well, I yeah. have to, I have to give you guys the bad news because the news that came out that everyone got excited about that did nothing for me at all was the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is launching on May 14th. 
I'm excited yeah. to play this for the first time. I've never I, played it, and I don't think I will. I might play it for the first time. I don't know. Yeah. Wow, none of us here have played this game before. <laughs> wow. I've, I've played a little bit of the first one, but not enough to like yeah. really say anything. I think I did like half an hour on that first game. So nice. I played, you know, I played the demo for, for three, and I didn't like the gameplay. <laughs> Man, I thought yeah, I was yeah. letting you guys down. Turns out all of us were letting everyone else down. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Our is gamer a very... cards have been revoked. <laughs> this is a very uh, important no, game to a lot so of people. Here's, here's yeah. a few more details uh, for those of you guys wanting to know some more info, because this is pretty big news in the gaming industry. Uh, it says it includes all the games with over 40 DLCs. Apparently, there has been one that they just lost the source code to. So... Unfortunately, there's one that won't make it in there, but uh, it's going to be in 4K with HDR. They have overhauled visuals and enhanced performances, new models, shaders, effects, lighting and depth of field, improved customization. Femshep will now be available in all three of the games, not just the third one. Uh, they've rebalanced the weapons and improved the Mako controls. Uh, they've gotten a bunch of the load times down. Uh, they had one example that was like, hey, we got this one load time down from 52 seconds down to 14. So, um, yeah, there's there's lots of uh, exciting stuff around that game coming on. Uh, or coming down the road. So if you're a Mass Effect fan, lots to be excited about. Uh, it's it's funny cause that you mentioned that they lost a, a DLC with the, the source code or something. It reminds me, I think I heard on this podcast that they announced, uh, I think, Mega Man games for for newer consoles. I forgot what, what console, what generation it was, but they had announced the remakes of three Mega Man games and then later on a few months after they announced it they were like hey um we're gonna have to cancel it because we lost the files <laughs> so, so like right yeah like I, that's crazy wow. how that happened like we mentioned this was cyberpunk what if they just lose everything yeah well sadly guys our last new notable is not good news the prince prince yeah prince of persia the sands of time remake is delayed again, but this time to a quote later date. Man, and what's why can't they just like rewind time and this time develop the game better? <laughs> Faster? You I don't already, know, you already know works, game but... development is a very tricky thing, you know, it's <sighs> it's difficult. Yeah. Nah man, I'm, they I'm, just have to change it from .ps2 to .ps5. I, I would right, just yeah, quote you know? and say that, you know, a delayed game is better than a non-delayed game, but then there's Absolutely. Cyberpunk, so, you know, a delayed <laughs> game could be, a, it's Russian Roulette at this point. That's true. I'm a big fan of the Prince of Persia series, so I'm super excited about this, but yeah, when they announced this and we saw the trailer, it didn't look like a remake. Um, yeah, it looked like a remaster. Yeah, and, and so I, I, I think that may be part of it it might still be covid um we don't know exactly so yeah i i, I do hope this this ends up in a much better version of that game because i love this series and i want this to be good yeah 
Well, I guess we'll see. We had to end. We had to end on a delay because we can never really. We can't escape the hell that is video game delays. But that actually wraps up our new and notables. Things coming out, new announcements, and one delay. You know, one one delay is not that bad. At least it's not several. Not bad at all. Yeah. Not bad at all. It's a win. It's a win. Sure, if you go that way. <laughs> Let's get on to our lightning round. All right, speeds the game. Go cool. for it. So last week we talked about Apple maybe Ooh. doing a VR headset. Now we know that it could cost about three hundred three thousand dollars. Yeah, three thousand. <laughs> yeah, and it would include eight K displays. Clearly, this is not gonna be a consumer product necessarily. It will be, of course, a high end product similar to the Hololens for for Microsoft. Uh. Also, it will not only be VR, but also augmented reality, reality again, like, like the HoloLens. Next up, Resident Evil animated movie is coming out on September 3rd, 2021, this year. Is that the animated one? Yep. It was. says it's animated the Resident movie. Evil origin story film. Uh, yeah, it's not oh. the Mila Jovovich movie. Oh, thank God. Good. <laughs> no, that series has has ended. It it's done. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it is the the cowboy. You said it's. Yeah. I think both yeah. Resident Evil one and two made it to a movie. It's Claire and Leon, okay. right? Or yeah, cool. I think it it's will Claire have... and Leon. Claire Claire and Leon is Resident Evil two. Uh, Chris yeah. and Jill is Resident Evil one. I think it will. It ha- It is both one and two. Oh, I might okay. be wrong. Uh, right. cool. Sadly, Bethesda's founder and CEO Robert Altman. Has passed away at the age of 30, 73. Oof, 37, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's sad. Big loss. Well, big rest, loss. rest in peace, Robert Altman. Uh, sad, another <laughs> different sad news. <laughs> different type of sad news. No Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2 this year. I mean, sad news for someone out there. Not me. I don't care about it. Yeah, yeah not, me, not me either. That one's a little bit to be expected. I, th- I think they announced these to kind of uh, put the whole blitz chung thing under the rug and be like, oh, Overwatch mm. 2! You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Uh, next, Sony takes stake in From Software parent company Kadokawa. Interesting. I don't know how much stake it, they put into there or not. I don't yeah. think it's much, though. So. Uh, and finally, EA Sports College Football is back, and with it brings a lot of controversy. Yeah, that that there's there's mm-hmm. kind of like there, 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 there is stuff you can unpack with this and speculate on. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big sports fan. I don't really know exactly how all the NAACP stuff works. I know that I think it's great to have the college football games back. I hope that one day soon they can use the likenesses of the actual players and actually pay them and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I, I don't I think know that anything would about sports. Wonderful. Yeah, because the news is that they they will have the teams in there, but they won't use the likenesses of any of the players. Yeah, which is generic football team. Yeah, because they, I know there is some problems with the. I I don't know who oversees the college football stuff, but 
they've had a lot of problems with them not paying their their players. And also, I think the last time that EA Sports had a college football game, there was a lawsuit regarding likenesses yeah. of one of the players. So yep. that's to me, why it all stopped. This this could either be that that's that body that oversees the college football telling them not to, or it could also be EA not wanting to get into any trouble. I, th- I think but it's I more so the latter, uh, but I know just kind of in the world of college sports, they are trying to challenge that whole thing of like, hey, why can't we pay them? And I think yeah. in the next year or two, like we might start seeing that change yep. is kind of word on the the, the street. Uh, so I think, yeah, they're just, at, you know, for right now, they at least have to announce, yeah, we're just going to use generic football team number one and generic football team number two, you know. But if I'm not mistaken, so. you can customize your players, so you could still put them in there if you want to. Sure. Just it yeah. will not be official. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That is the lightning round. Good stuff, guys. This was a good one. Good podcast. Nice. Yes. Um, well, let's let's do what we normally do at the end of this stuff. What are you guys excited for? Ignacio, let's start with you. What are you looking forward oh, to man. doing this week? Finally, I'll be able to play Super Mario 3D World. Finally coming out on Switch. It is, I think, the the Wii U game that I have been wanting to to be ported to the Switch the most. I really like Mario. I love Mario. I love platforming. And also, I played uh, 3D Land on the 3DS. And I think that that's a pretty fun game. And from what I've seen from 3D World, it seems like it's going to be a lot more fun. And also, Bowser's Fury, from what they've said, from people who have played it have said, it sounds pretty cool what they're doing. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one on Friday. Good stuff. Nice. Gino, what about you, my friend? For the rest of the year, we'll be excited for the new expansion of Final Fantasy that's going to be coming out. So if you want to hear me say that every single week. Here on out. Yeah, he's just going to be like, I've been playing Final Fantasy 14. And it's like, we know. (laughs) Gino, God. (laughs) I'm excited for that, as I will be for the rest of the year until it comes out. I'm also excited for Little Nightmares 2, which comes out on Friday, I believe, or Thursday. Uh, so mm-hmm. excited to play through that. And I am excited for you guys to see the stuff we're working on, for everyone to check yeah. us out. It's yep. uh, got some good stuff coming, coming your way, so please be on the lookout for all of that. Be on the lookout for Chino's interview. Yes. yes. Or discussion. Very excited for that. Alan, what are you excited for? Well, like Gino, I'm actually very excited for Little Nightmares 2 coming out on the 11th. I plan on streaming that game on Friday. Uh, Maybe myself, maybe me and my girl who's scared of scary scary games. So we'll see how that works. Uh, Other than that, I didn't mention it, but I'm playing Demon's Souls, so I'm excited to play more of that because uh, it's tough. Tougher than I expected it to be. And Indeed. I'm also excited for Mario 3D World, but I'm not sure if I'm going to pick that up on launch day because I got Little Nightmares 2, so, you know. Yeah. Also, also, you got to be excited for Yakuza 0. I don't know if we'll yeah, be and I'm, I'm streaming still, it this week or not. I'm still playing Yakuza 0. I'm making lots of money. You should... 
come to my stream and hang out because I am only 11 followers away from affiliate. There and you go. could come hang out and make fun of the game, chat with me, or we can make fun of whatever we want. We can have a good time. Hey. 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 We, can, we can make fun of Gino if that's what you want to do. We can do whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. I'm, yeah, I'm cool with it, man. It's hey. all good. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, what am I excited for? I am continuing to watch The Sopranos. I'm midway in season three. Um, that's been really, really cool. Uh, I'm not playing too much. I, I Like I said, I think I might dip back into the medium just to see if it improves. Um, but yeah, I'm also excited for this uh, discussion with Michael Hyam uh, that we are recording tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be really fun. It's going to be a one-on-one. -on -one. It's Gino and Michael. Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. So th th that's, that, that's going to be fun. I'll be creeping in the background, uh, making sure everything is a recording and all of that stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for our interview with Joe Mirabello to go up and for you guys to see and watch and hear all of that stuff. Uh, exciting things are happening, man. Yep. Exciting things are happening, indeed. Okay. Uh, Ignacio, where can they find yep. you on the internet? Well, people can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. There you go. And Gino? Nice. You guys can find me over on Twitter at Gino underscore Viteri. And... You can also find me on Twitch. Let me let me plug that. Twitch Gino VII. I actually reacted to the Final Fantasy 14 announcement showcase. I just did it out of the blue, decided uh, let me get in front of the camera and react to this. I cried, I screamed, I yelled, <laughs> and I showed my sword. So, my actual sword now. That a euphemism? Not what you. No, no, no. My sword. <laughs> my real it's a dagger, actually. No, 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 no. You so. have to leave that for interpretation. What what sword did Gino show? Yeah. You might have to watch so. his his video, his so. broadcast, and find out. So check that out, Gino Vii. There you go, and Alan. Well, I could plug my Twitter as well. You can follow me at Alan Busby. That is A L A N B U S B E E. But you can also check me out Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at Twitch. At twitch.tv slash Azure PKK, Azure the color blue and PKK. Nice. There you go. If you guys want to find me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, sell your soul, tell a friend, tell a foe, do whatever you need to do to help us spread the word. Uh, catch us on Wednesdays, Whatnots Wednesdays, on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Whatnots. We'll be streaming some games. I'm not sure what we'll be up to this week, but one of us, oh, we maybe already know, two we already know, we'll be we up there. Know. Um, I, I guess we already know. Uh, <laughs> we already, know. We already got a plan, zero. Kyle. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. There we go. Are we I'll, playing I'll this sit week? back and let you guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Take over. Or Ignacio, I'm on chapter six. There we go. We're gonna be doing the big shit on Wednesday. Sounds good. Nah. Yakuza Zero on Wednesday. Uh, that's that sounds like what we will be playing and stuff like that. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. Uh, if you like what we do here at Crossplay or any of our other podcasts, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get them, because uh, that would help us out a ton, especially since we're smaller mm -hmm. creators uh, just tr trying to get by. So 
There you go. Also, that's it. Check out our our merch merch store. We haven't plugged that one in in a long time. What? We haven't. I I am working on new shirts and stuff, so they should <laughs> be out very we soon. We haven't talked about it in a very long time. I, I knew we had merch because Kyle's wearing the the badass crossplay shirt when we streamed. So he told me about it, and I was like, "Damn, yeah. what was it? You guys, you guys the can go get some, some merch. Whatnots.com slash store. You are correct, Ignacio. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm working on some some new shirt shirts. Uh, we have an uh, inside jo- jo- joke, the O Ding Dang shirt, which is Melissa's favorite cuss word. Um, will will be up on there because we also have that as one of our emotes on Twitch. So nice. There you go. Nice. Now, now, friends, the trick is if you buy a shirt, you could buy two shirts. If it's cold where you live, buy multiple shirts because then you can wear layers and stay warm. You, you can, can also buy just buy shirts. a hoodie. You can buy three shirts if you want that. You could also buy a hoodie and a mug for your hot chocolate, right? Yeah. Yeah. On a phone There cake. you go. Buy, buy a shirt and a hoodie. Be be warm. Exactly. Uh, but that's it. That wraps us up for this week. We will see you all next week. Bye. See you guys. Bye.